Okay, we are live. Cool, let's go. This is the seventh, seventh episode. Is it? I, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Although the last one has two parts. So the last one was yeah. the fifth and the sixth, actually. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Koala Club podcast, a podcast made by and for international students in Australia. I am Kevin. And I am Trang, and we talk about everything education, work, and lifestyle for overseas students in Australia. Hello, everyone. Um, welcome back to the seventh episode of the Cola Club podcast. Today, we have here me, Kevin, and Trang again. Such a long time we haven't talked to each other, Trang. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me back, and hope you've been well over the past few weeks when we haven't been recording. Yeah, well, it's good to be back. It's good to do this again because uh, I kind of miss it. <laughs> Last time, what was it? I think it was four to five weeks ago. We normally do every two weeks, but we've been caught up with um, a lot of things in life and <laughs> we kind of delay our schedule a little bit. But at least today we're going to talk about a topic that's still as relevant as ever. Um, following up the previous episode where we talked about studying from home with our guest speaker, Khang Ngo. Uh, today, we're going to talk about working from home and sharing our experiences with that. Yeah, we think this episode will be relevant to many of our listeners as some international students might be doing their internships from home or they might be working part-time or casually from home depending on what their part-time roles are. But I know, like, say, if before, if when I was working at the accounting firm during my last year of uni, if the pandemic hit right then, we would have had to transition to working from home. So I think this would still be relevant to current international students and also international students that have recently graduated or soon to be graduates, they will soon join the workforce and have to start their professional career whilst working from home. So we'd love to share our own experience with what we found it as we are all sort of the guinea pigs of the working from home era. And it's definitely a different time to be working, I guess. Like it's it's not your traditional way of working. Do you agree, Kevin? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially for um, my industry, which is a, a civil engineer construction industry. It's one of the probably the oldest uh, industry in Australia. And there's a lot of uh, old fashioned, you know, typical way of thinking and working in this workforce. And uh, working from home is really, really a new concept to the whole thing. So we have been doing this working from home for probably about two close to three years ever since it's on and off but it has been there for last three years and I can imagine it will go on for the long future as well so I think it is really critical that we talk about that in this episode. Just before we move on with the main parts of this episode we just have the news about the New South Wales pilot program against for international students. So we mentioned this before, probably in our first or second episode, but it was postponed during the time because of the COVID breakout. But now we have received the news that uh, in New South Wales only at least, the New South Wales pilot program for international students will commence against uh, at early December 2021. So it could be as early as the uh, end of this year. 
And uh, initially, they're going to allow about 250 students per fortnight to enter the country through, you know, the restrictions, of course, and quarantine measures uh, the government's going to put in place. So I think that's a really good news. And I feel like this time it is, it is more of a concrete plan and it is more likely to go ahead uh, because the New South Wales vaccination rate and the Australia as a whole population vaccination rate is gradually increasing. Yeah, that's definitely exciting news. And also to point out that I think they mentioned that the students will need to be fully vaccinated as well. Oh, yes. Before yes. they enter the country. So it will be, yeah, good to welcome students back into the country, into New South Wales and bring a more vibrant vibe to the state. Yeah, it'd be, be good to have, um, you know, all the new faces back. And also, uh, I, I was um, having a walk inside Wollongong Uni the other day, uh, just maybe, I think just yesterday, actually, with pushing the pram. And uh, I just realized how much I missed, you know, the, the campus culture. You just look empty with a few people here and there. And I really miss that vibrant feeling, like you said, when the campus is full of students and full of activities. Yeah, definitely. I'm very excited to be back on campus again and see the campus life back to the way it was two years ago. And hopefully we can both be on campus one day and yeah. see the new international students come up and hopefully we might meet some of our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I like that very much. Mm, okay. So do you want to share with us what your setup is like working from home as a civil engineer? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, actually, my setup in recent months has changed a little bit because right at the moment, I'm actually working back at the office. <laughs> We're still in lockdown, but essential service. And if you cannot work from home and you can't attend the office, um, in my case, we I kind of have a new boss and my boss boss asked me to come back to the office to work with my new boss so that you know he can catch up to speed with what the company is doing and this helps because recently we've been quite busy going to different construction sites every day so it helps to be in office and then just pick up and go as quickly away as you probably could not do that as effectively from home um, so my setup really just very simple setup actually i normally have a, a laptop like a work laptop and then I just connect to a HDMI and, and bring it to an external monitor. So my main setup, which is now in the office, is I have two external monitors, two big screens. It's really helpful um, when you are a, a civil engineer and doing like project management because you kind of need uh, both big screens for like viewing the plans and then maybe doing something else, either Excel or, or um, like project management software or estimating so it's really helped that way. But right now at home, because my main setup is in the office already, my work at home setup is only uh, my work laptop, which I can bring between home and office and then connect through to an, another external monitor. So I actually use the laptop as a working tool plus the one of the monitor as well. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But my desk, my, my mouse, my notebook probably got a tablet if I need to pick up and go quickly to the construction site so I can look at the plans on side. I try to minimize uh, the stuff I have on my desk because I feel like if I have too many things, I'd be easily distracted and not really focused that much. Yeah, how about you, Chan? 
Well, very similar to you. I think my setup is quite standard as well. So currently I'm working from home full time. So I've got my work laptop and I plug that into a an external monitor as well. So I've got two screens and yeah, I try to keep my workstation as, as clean and as tidy as possible. Um, I think they did say that it's it's good just to have your desk to be as minimal as possible so that you could your mind can be as clear as possible. Also with the setup, I think the saying less is more is quite accurate because a lot of people think working from home, you have to have like two or three screens, you have to have a laptop, you have to have all sort of high-tech system. Whereas I feel like it depends on each individual, right? If you need all that, then that's good as well. But also like say, if you're doing something that you just need to just so focus on. So say if you're a writer or a blogger and you want to focus on your writing, sometimes they even use this one screen is enough, you know, because they don't want to be distracted. So I think it uh, depends on your situations. But myself personally, I always try to keep my setup to the bare minimum that I need because I don't want to get myself distracted all the time. Mm, yeah. And I have to say, I have to admit that I'm pretty jealous of those that can work with only one screen because that means you can sit on the lounge and just use your laptop and work. But unfortunately for us accountants and you as a civil engineer, I think we need at least two screens so that we can do our work effectively. So we can house all that super uh, steroid Excel spreadsheets. Exactly. Another part about the setup of working from home, I realize is as this becomes the new normal, the new trend, we all kind of invest more in the ergonomic equipments, whether it be chairs, uh, keyboard, screen, whatever, so that we can feel better working from home and, and our body wouldn't you know have that much damage like um, body ache or neck ache or whatever. So uh, can you share what ergonomic equipments you have bought that had helped you with your working from home? Yeah, so since working from home, I've definitely invested more in ergonomic equipment. So that's like furniture that will help you in, I guess, maintaining a good posture and prevent body aches as when you get into the workforce I think you realize how old you really are and how how easy it is to feel back pain and neck pain and all that sort of pain so yeah I've got a standing desk so it's those manual ones where you can just adjust it up and down yeah, with nice. force it's not the automatic one the electric ones because that's a bit more expensive but Yep. Yeah, a standing desk is definitely worth investing in. As they said, sitting is the, is the new smoking. Yeah. So you shouldn't be sitting for too long. Yep. And especially because working from home, I guess the general trend is that people are working for longer. So they're sitting in one spot longer. They're mm. not taking breaks as frequently as they would in the office. Like, say, if you're in the office, you would get up and walk to the bathroom, which is not next to you right it's yes. not like in your house your bathroom is just next door yes. so you'd be taking less steps or you'd be taking less steps to the work kitchen to make your lunch or you might go for a walk around the block with your colleagues at lunch or something so yeah, yeah you people can fall into the trap of being being less active being from home 
yeah, so I guess ergonomic equipment is really important to invest in. So yeah, I've got a standing desk and I bought a, an ergonomic chair as well, although it didn't really suit me well. I think maybe because I'm not that tall, so the <laughs> chair was a little bit high and it doesn't go as low as I would like it. So I, yeah, I eventually uh, went back to using my old chair, so I need to sort that issue out <laughs> so who, who got the ergonomic chair out is your husband <laughs> no it's 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 just sitting in the living room as a spare chair because he's got his own chair as well so whoever uh, your next guest in in you know after lockdown over will benefit from that sitting in the ergonomic chair having a coffee in your living room <laughs> yes probably you kevin when you come over and we do we record the podcast <laughs> Okay, let's move on to the next part of our episode. Let's talk about the benefits and drawbacks of working from home or working remotely. Do you want to, to start off with the benefits, Jan? Sure. So I guess one of the biggest benefits I find personally with working from home is the flexibility. Mm. So you can start and finish your workday whenever you want. And I mean, it has to be reasonable hours. Like you can't start at like midday and and finish at 10 p.m. Yep. But I mean, like if you if you normally start at nine in the office, you can start at eight or eight thirty if you want to and finish a bit earlier. And obviously, this also depends on your manager and your work arrangements as well. But there's always that like leeway when you're working from home. And I guess it's more flexible. Like say when you want to take your lunch break too. Yeah, correct. Uh, I think that's the number one benefit with working from home is the flexibility because um, especially with uh, industry like our industry or the construction industry where the kind of the fixed hours was very, was always seven to five or uh, everyone go to break, uh, everyone go to lunch at like 1 p.m. or smoko like, you know, morning tea at 10 a.m. So something like that. And whereas in, in if you're at home, if you need to say, if in my case, if I need to take my son to childcare in the morning, for example, I can just take him to childcare quickly and then I can come back or I can start the day at say 8, 8 a.m. and I can finish a bit later, like say five or six. Um, whereas before, if I work in the office, there's probably not a chance I can do that. And yeah, and that that is a really big benefit for me. Yeah. So the next benefit going hand to hand with flexibility as well in my opinion is the no commute thing so as you're working from home you don't have to travel to work and to some people like um, how I how my situation right now is quite lucky where my company is only like 10-15 minutes driving from home but my uh, old company where I was working for before in Sydney that was one hour and a half driving each way so I got to experience briefly working from home last year in 2020 when I was still with my old company. Um, and let me say it's, it is game changer. Like it's just save three hours of driving every day for myself um, where I can use that time uh, and that energy for something good and something better like, uh, you know, exercising or going for a walk. Yeah, I, I agree with definitely with that commute and the time that you save. And I also experienced that last year when I was still working up in Sydney. Yeah, it was life-changing just to not have to commute three hours a day. And you, you spend that time more wisely. So you could 
exercise you could yes. do a bit more work or you can i guess focus on your professional development and yes. focus on yourself more i guess in that time when you're not sitting on the train or in the car and even now like say when we both work in wollongong and our workplace is like 15 minutes away but it's yes. still like at least half an hour you're saving a day and yes time is so valuable these days and every minute you save is very good and you get to spend more time for yourself or for your family too yes exactly okay well the next thing i noticed with um as a benefit of working from home is the efficiency expect for myself personally so at home it's a lot more quiet than in the office and i find that i get more done and i'm a lot more efficient and i can just say okay i just need to focus and i just go and just be in the zone and just get my work done whereas in the office you've got your colleagues that are talking the mm. chatting or walking by or using the photocopier or using the telephone yes. or people come up to you and ask you a question so that definitely disrupts your thinking and it's yeah like when you're focusing on a task and someone disrupts you you have to slowly get back into the zone and yes. that's yeah definitely not as efficient as being at home so that's definitely one of the things i enjoy about working from home do you agree yeah yeah definitely at home is more quiet and uh, you can focus more and get more things done um rather quickly i i agree 100% the next thing i i think could be probably not really for us but could be for some, a lot of people which is the lower cost of living for some workers um who wants to live like in rural area remote area or even in their home countries and still work uh, for companies in say like say the capital cities or in australia so an example would be more like um a software engineer for example could live literally in in vietnam singapore or europe and um where the cost of living may be lower more like asia countries maybe and they still working for con companies in australia who pay good wage compared to their currencies so i think that's a really good a benefit and really a, a difference these days yeah wow that's it sounds a little bit extreme but I yep. guess it's totally possible, right? Because mm. if you can do your work from home and if your company agrees to it and they want to utilize your talent, then you sort of experience the benefits of both worlds. So you're earning the wage in Australia, but you're you're experiencing experiencing the lower mm. cost of living elsewhere in Vietnam and like like in Vietnam and it's that's really great, but I've also even seen um a lot of people that live in sydney they're slowly moving out let's yes. say towards wollongong and buying properties in wollongong so that they can yeah buy a cheaper house with bigger land size and work down here and yeah and still earn the sydney wage yeah yeah they do a sea change they they you know sell out their place in sydney which could be of good money and then buy a, a bigger house in Wollongong and get a, 
um, consider uh, consider every some somebody may consider it as a better lifestyle, which is close to the beach, close to nature, less of the hustle and bustle in the big city, and then they still keep their good job in Sydney. Whereas before, it's kind of impossible where they have to live near their job, right? But now a lot of the job, like in the IT industry or even in admin jobs, a lot of the administration jobs can work from home as well. So yeah, that's a really big plus. The other thing I noticed is the convenience and how comfortable it is to be at home. So you're at home. So if during lunch, you can go to your kitchen and cook up something like fry some eggs or something. But when you're working in the office, you have to be super organized and pack your lunch the night before or in the morning before you go to work. Mm. So I definitely enjoy that convenience part of being working from home. Yeah, definitely. Um, in the office, you have to pack everything ready, lunch, fruit. So I think we, we have uh, talked a lot about the benefits now. Let's change it over and talk about the drawbacks. Um, and, you know, like everything in life, when you always have the benefits and also the drawbacks to things. So my, my first drawback, I feel, is uh, come along with the, you know, the efficiency, like you said, because you left alone to do your, left alone to do your own thing. It comes with a little human and social interactions and at times that can get boring and lonely for you. So um, I myself experienced it earlier this year when I was working from above for a good straight month. And I felt that there are not many human interaction or I make less phone calls to work colleagues and uh, it just get boring and lonely at time for me. Um, would you experience mm -hmm. the same thing? Yeah, for sure. Like, I think a lot of people and myself included feel that we're a bit isolated being at home and we're lacking that face-to-face -face interaction with other people. And say when you're at your company in the office, you have these informal chats or catch-ups with people you work with or even people from other departments, you might bump into them into the kitchen and you might ask, how's your weekend or how's your day going? And you definitely don't get those conversations happening when we're all working from home and we would only dial into meetings when it's like it's time and we go in and we talk yeah, about yeah. work. Yep. And the other day we had um, Are You OK Day at in Australia and um, at work they had a webinar to talk about like I guess, mental well-being. And one of the things they mentioned, which I found was definitely relevant, was that in when you're face-to-face -face with someone, you can see their facial expressions and their body language. And you yes. know, you can sort of sense whether they're happy or unhappy or something's going on with them. But through the screen, yes, you can see their face, but it's definitely not the same because I guess Zoom does give you a sort of a filter and you're behind the screen. So it's harder for you to gauge what the other person is feeling or going through. And you definitely can't see their body language too. So it's definitely harder for people to reach out to each other or have that conversations to just, I guess, maintain their, their well-being and maintain their social normal, the normal social aspects of their lives as we humans would go about and see people and yeah experience people face to face not through the screen and also some people 
don't always turn on their cameras during yeah. meetings. Yep. So you see just a black screen. So yeah. when that happens, maybe it's a sign that you might need to reach out to them, or there might be a reason why they don't want their camera on. Mm. Maybe they on no, they on their boxer. Maybe they on. <laughs> maybe they have they have a a button up shirt and and wear like a trousers a boxer. You know. Ooh. Yeah, uh, you never like know, right? Fluffy pink slippers. Yeah. <laughs> I guess moving on from what we mentioned about the morale and lack of social interactions, it could also mean that people's efficiency aren't as high. I know with my case, um, I know I'm more efficient at home, but some people may need to be interacting with their colleagues and other people on a more face-to-face more personal level rather than being cooped up at home and isolated and I guess not everyone is disciplined enough to tell themselves that they need to work these hours or be efficient like we don't know what people are working are doing at home right we we know we see them during meetings but yes we we don't know what they're doing after they end the call so I guess yeah some organizations definitely do out their employees and wonder if some people are being efficient at home or are they clocking off early we don't know yeah yeah exactly um that's and that's an issue too because if uh, a lot of companies um apply a lot of extreme measure like uh, clock off clock on and screen monitor even or something like that and i feel like that's not really the the good way of doing it because that create even more stress for for people whether or not it's a good thing or not um and if they haven't performed lately all that stress power on pressure on and they even um underperform uh, even more so i feel like yeah that's that's a really uh, really good drawbacks that we're going to talk about more in the next sections with me i feel that comes from the drawbacks i'm writing here which is uh, the distraction we have at home are times being too comfortable to work productively because like you said it is convenient and comfortable at home that's a benefit but also it could be a drawback because if you're too comfortable you don't really want to work because you're not really in your work mood your work zone and you feel like i just want to take a nap or hey look at like my that's my phone let's browsing um facebook instagram for a little bit and we're all guilty of that i'm i'm guilty of that from times to time as well so i understand it truly fully well what it means and yeah it could be really take really bad on your productivity and all your so on your mental health mm, for sure and also i find that the line between work and your personal life is definitely blurred And as I mentioned before, like, say, when I was working in my living room, I definitely felt that work was around me 24-7. And every time I walked past, I would just be reminded of work. Hence, I needed that change of workspace. And, yeah, I definitely found that people or me work longer hours, too, because we might be like, okay, well, we might start 30 minutes earlier today. and. But then by the time 5, 5.30 comes, you're like, oh, I don't have to drive home. So I've got some spare yeah. time. I might just finish off this task rather than stand up and close your laptop and 
walk away. So you can feel guilty too. Like you know, if if you take a, a a bit longer lunch or something, or you if you help your spouse or your partner out something like some housework, and you kind of feel guilty, like oh, I need to make up for it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I got a last point here, which uh is is actually quite a a different look outlook at all this. So it's not about individual, but I think this working from home. Uh, at least right now, could be bad for some businesses that rely on office workers as their as their main customer base. So, for example, restaurants or cafes in the big city, for example, or um, you know all those businesses that located in the CBD, like Wollongong Mall or uh, Sydney CBD or Melbourne CBD, could this overall be bad for the economy? Right now, I feel like it has a little bit of bad effect as we can all see, but the long term, I'm not sure. So that's a really interesting aspect to look at. Yeah, that's really interesting that you mentioned that because I remember reading some news about like cafes around Sydney CBD. They're not real. They're not enjoying all this working from home no. trend at all because usually they'd be getting all this hustle and bustle, mm. all these office workers coming in the whole day and that's that's their income stream you know and now yes. people are working from home either full time or three or four days a week and only coming into the office like one day a week so that's like 80% of their income that's gone yes. so definitely feel for them and yeah um it will be interesting once this whole pandemic ends and we're back to normal and wonder what that will look like Okay, so let's take a more positive turn because I think we <laughs> there was pretty some uh, pretty yeah, pretty, uh-huh. Okay, so let's let's look at how how then do we maximize the benefits and minimize the disadvantages of working from home for us individually, and I guess make the most out of this situation. So you go, Kevin. Yeah, sure. Um. First thing I think, because my first our first point of benefits is a flexibility, right? So I would say the most my benefits is just to simply enjoy that flexibility, and uh, because a lot of people will be too harsh on themselves, that's including myself uh, in the past with your um, timetable and your work, because while statistics show since working from home becomes the new normal, right? The divorce rate around the world has skyrocketed. A lot of people get too stressed when working from home with the thought that they may have not done enough work and therefore they glue themselves to the computer with little regards to their family needs. So I reckon use up the flexibility in your time that working from home offers and then lend your partner a helping hand with some housework if they need to or taking care of children when needed. And you can always make up those lost time with mid overtime at the end of the day. Right. Um, by taking it easy and not being too harsh on yourself and your family, you will enjoy the whole working from home process more and keep your mental health and your family's mental health in check as well. Just as from my personal experience, because I feel like we all have experienced that guilty feeling when we feel like we might not have done enough when we're working from home. And uh, that's essentially that's not technically the right case. Well, maybe that's just our feeling. Maybe we do more work from home than we actually do in the office because in the office, you walk around and you have a coffee with your uh, colleague. You go for a walk outside or you just chit chat. You know what I mean? So 
that's the same way working from home. You don't have to be 100% focused at work all the time because that will be very draining for you. And also that not just not really good for your mental health. And also that's um, with the reality, that's not really possible as well. Mm, yeah, d- definitely agree. And following from that, like, yes, don't be too harsh on yourself. Like you are working hard and, but also discipline yourself too. Like when you start and finish, like say when you've decided that you've, you're done for the day, then you close your laptop and walk yes. away and don't think about opening, opening your laptop again or checking your emails on your phone. Don't do that. Turn off all notifications. Yeah, that's right. And if you do that, I feel like you will get more work done during the day because you you know that is your set time to work and then you try to get as much work done as possible. Whereas if you keep doing, if you keep let it, um, you know, uh, delay and, you know, if you keep let it going on and into your personal life after work as well. So during the day, you will feel like, oh, I have time to check it later. I have time to do some more overtime. Then, you know, you're probably not getting much work done. Yeah, and I did hear about how they some people recommend like replicating your normal workday into like working from home. So you would like so say if you leave leave home at seven thirty to go to work, then some people might like get ready by seven thirty and then do something like go for a walk or something, and then start working at eight as if they would in the normal days like in the office and then when they finish they would have like a I guess a closing routine where they close yes. their laptop and go around the block w- walk around the block and then have that routine like as if you're going to into the office and then driving back home so you sort of have that um, I guess the ritual of starting work and finishing work and then you know that's the boundary and that's it you're home and no more work yeah and the other way I find is definitely put away your distractions I guess this is relevant to what we talked about before but it's very easy just to look at your phone when you're like working and be like okay did I get any any notifications so I find that putting my phone far away away from reach is definitely helpful so I don't reach for it when I'm working yeah definitely because yeah I can't I normally put my phone into the drawers because I I don't want to look at it because yeah, I very easily get easily get distracted if I see a notification say, oh an email let's have a look like oh you know Facebook and who, who's messaging me you know some stuff like that so yeah I don't really want to do that during work because it's really draining your mental health and your, sorry, your mental focus. The next thing I find uh, to maximize the benefit is use the commute time that is free for you to use now to exercise in the morning uh, or after work. So that's a good way to keep your physical health in check because we're working from home. As we can see, people tend to sit longer and work longer and that can do more damage to your health. So to keep being active, you can use that half an hour you use to drive to work, for example, in the morning to do a morning uh, walk or morning exercise uh, before work. Or you can use up like half an hour or an hour after work to go for a walk, um, you know, near your home and just have a little bit of exercise. Mm, Yeah, that links to my next point. I wanted to say that try and go outside at least once a day and just, yeah, get out side and get some fresh air daily 
because it's amazing what nature and the fresh air does to your brain. I guess I want to share this that I found on YouTube. So if you just search for like 10,000 steps workouts, then there's all these workouts that you can find. That's really amazing that you can like do on the spot. Like say Mm. if you're living in an apartment where you don't have much space to go outside or exercise indoors, then there's a whole heap of exercises you can do on the spot that will if you have a Fitbit or an Apple Watch, that will give you that that 10,000 steps that is oh, recommended really? for us adults. So it's amazing. Like there's so many resources and good videos on YouTube that people definitely should check out. And I'm really glad I found all these range of workouts just to, I guess, change it up. Because if you do the same workouts sort of every day, it does get boring. So it's good to just mix things up a little. So definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So the next thing I tied up to back to the, you know, when we talk about lower cost of living in some areas and still work in other areas, for certain people to maximize the benefit of working from home, they can score up good jobs while saving up on the cost of living in areas that they want to live. So same thing when you mentioned before, people from Sydney could have uh, recently been doing a sea change a lot where they move their homes to peer area like Wollongong, which has maybe lower renting price and also lower property price. So they can buy a cheaper house. And then when all the while they can still keep their good jobs in Sydney and get paid well. So that is a good thing. Or um, if even more extreme, like uh, someone working in the IT industry, for example, can live in their home country and still work for a company in Australia, which saves them a significant cost in living. And I know this already happened before with the outsourcing, but it just with working from home and working remotely becomes a new trend, a new normal. It is even more popular these days. Yeah, definitely. Like you save a lot of money by moving to a a place where the cost of living is lower. But even if you don't want to do that, but you're just staying at home and working, like say in Australia somewhere, you'd be saving money on not going out and buying as many coffees or buying yes, lunches. Absolutely. So I definitely found that relevant. And yeah, and you 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 definitely save up that money. So use that money wisely you can use that money to buy not better groceries and cook yourself better meals and you end up still saving more money than before. So definitely take that on board. Yeah, and I guess the next point I also want to mention that is sort of relevant to the mental well-being is that some places do organize like virtual social events, like trivia or like just music nights or just, just virtual catch-ups for all the colleagues and it it may seem like sort of like a burden or you may not feel like oh I don't really want to join like at 5 p.m on a Friday but push yourself to do that and that's the hardest part and then once you join it's it actually really does boost your mental well-being like seeing all colleagues and usually you might only see the colleagues in your team when you have the your normal work meetings but then you might see other people from the company that you haven't seen since beginning of lockdown so it's really good just to see those familiar faces and then make a few jokes and it definitely you definitely feel better and more connected afterwards and even if your work doesn't um, organize one you can you can organize one yourself and just 
create a Zoom meeting and invite a whole heap of people in just yes. a 15-minute catch-up just to say hi and yeah, feel more connected with each other. Yes, one thing I, uh, one word I find is if you do that, you feel more inclusive. Whereas also if you're working from home and you kind of disconnected from people, there's time you may feel excluded from the whole team. And that's not a good feeling to have. And um, I saw uh, on, on Facebook the other day, just uh, some of my friends, uh, one working a really good bank, one of the big four bank, and they got this live webinar, sorry, live Zoom sessions when they do Pilates together or they do meditation together. At first, it may seem bizarre, but um, the company is actually paying for those hours of the workers to do that. Um, and look, let's be honest, they're they the big four bank, so they're not. You know, they're not silly. They do that for a reason. So I feel like uh, it is a really good way, good benefit for both the workers and the uh, companies themselves to have those kind of uh, activities where the whole team can participate because it lifts up the mood and increases um, uh, happiness and the mental health of the people. And that in turn will generate better productivity and income for the companies. Yeah, I agree. Like I've even seen like companies do like um, virtual baking sessions where everyone oh, nice. is like baking at the same time or like yeah. making cocktails together. So definitely join in if your organization offer that. Like it may seem like an effort just to dial in and spend some time with like you feel like you need to get ready for that, but it's definitely really worth the effort. So yeah, yes, grab that chance when it comes for those yeah, virtual definitely. catch-ups. I don't know anything about baking. So normally if that happens, normally in a face-to-face sessions, I'll just do the trying and eating the cake. But now <laughs> if I, you do it online, I probably just sit there and when people finish baking and just pretend to try the cake. I don't know. Can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be a pretty not productive member in that, in that meetings. <laughs> you can cheer your colleagues on in that case then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Besides the uh, maximize the benefits, I also jot out some notes here on minimize the disadvantage you may in- encounter. And let's have a discussion about this chat see what you think. So the first one I um, think is to feel not uh, disconnected and um, not that um, lonely and boring at work. You probably check in with your coworker uh, the, yourself, either via phone call or video call. That's just to keep up your social life at work and to keep each other engaged with the work project that the team is working on. So sometimes you, f- I feel like if I don't have anything, I shouldn't just call my coworker. But then sometimes I feel like it's it's better to just give them a quick call to check on them and to uh, see how they're doing. And also just you don't have to strictly talk about work. You know, you can call and talk about how you're doing and uh, how and then slowly that conversation can transition into work stuff. So have you found yourself found yourself doing that recently? Well, I'm pretty guilty of not calling my colleagues just to (laughs) ask them how they're going but more so about work but I guess at the start of like say team meetings we always just quickly ask each other how we're going but that's a really good point that you mentioned though like just just call your colleague out of the blue and doesn't have to be about work just be like how are you going and really try and connect or understand what they're going through because you have no idea what what other people are going through 
when you don't see them every day and you don't know what's going on with their lives and some people might be going through a really rough rough patch but you can't really tell if you're in a team meeting with like five people you can't really sort of gauge what people are going through so that's a really good point that you mentioned and even like just dropping them a message as well like if if you're using teams or webex or zoom or whatever just even just send them a quick message on monday morning be like how are you how was your weekend just checking up on you and you never know like it people do really appreciate it when people you check in on them like yes, that. yes absolutely yeah it does more benefit than you could really imagine or think yes absolutely so the next point, I feel like we, we already talked about this, which is, you know, the ritual and set up separate office and kind of the morning ritual before you get to work uh, and also the yeah. afternoon ritual, just close off everything. So I feel like we already covered that. Um, so I'm just going to move on to the final point I have mm-hmm. here, which is more address the economy issue. So remember how we talk about mm-hmm. uh, a lot of businesses uh, suffer during this time because they rely heavily on the office workers who are not there because they are working from home. So to tackle that as our individual effort, I feel like we can support our local business around our neighborhood instead. So as an economy as a whole. So instead of say sometimes instead of uh, doing lunch at home, you can just go out for a walk and buy lunch from your local restaurants. Or um, in the morning, just go for a morning walk and get morning coffee from your local cafes. So if uh, we all do that from time to time, it's kind of uh, help support and boost uh, boost the economy up a little bit. So instead of spending you know money in the businesses that near our work, we instead spend money on the businesses that near our home. And as a whole, I think it's still gonna uh, help boost the economy up as well. Yeah, I highly advocate that recommendation as I do that a lot too. So, and I find that a lot of businesses have changed their business model to adapt to this, which is really good to see. So you see a lot of cafes or restaurants or like seafood businesses, they do like deliveries and they are, they're more than willing to deliver like 20k. 20 kilometers away from where they are and you definitely take advantage of that especially in lockdown like you can't you don't like me personally I don't really want to go out that much so I'm happy to pay that delivery fee but it also boosts their business as well so I find that really good that a lot of businesses are adapting to this change and a lot of I see a lot of cafes and restaurants on Facebook like they do um, platters, like any kind of like waffle pancake platters that look yes. absolutely delicious. And normally if we're not in lockdown, I don't think they would do that because people would just go in and buy like one or two pancakes with them and their family, right? But now that we're all at home and we're sort of indulging more and spending more time at home, like all these platters and all this like amazing food really does appeal. And I think the businesses have quickly caught onto that. Also, I've saw like, you know, gift hampers. 
Yeah. There's like a I saw like an increase in gift hampers delivering business. So like say when your friends or colleagues have birthdays, you would normally catch up in person, give them a present that you bought, right? Mm. But now you can't do that. So there's all these businesses that will put together like a big package for you of all the gifts you want to deliver to someone, and then they deliver it to that person for you. So it's it's definitely fascinating to see businesses adapt and. I guess because the world is always changing and this pandemic has hit very quickly, some businesses improvised. And I guess I think some businesses are even doing better now than they were before. I, I think there was a restaurant in Wollongong that I saw on the news that they're doing a lot more deliveries now and their their income has, um, I can't remember, it's like doubled or wow. something like that. Like now compared to before the pandemic. So we've definitely definitely seen some good changes come out of this too. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, I think the same, a lot of business and people improvise during this. And I think that's a really big plus as well, which is, you know, it, it encourages your creativity in people and uh, overcome the hardship uh, situation. So I think that's a really good point. So that takes me to the final point I want to talk about today, mm-hmm. which is, So last episode, we talked about study from home in light of this week episode, which is working from home. Uh, what do you think, Chang, when the change of studying from home continue after the COVID ends and what would be the implications? What would be the difference it would make? Well, I think with studying from home, definitely not. It, it won't be like a permanent trend because for international students, being on campus, being in a different country, and then interacting with other students and other teachers from all over the world, that is like integral to their whole university and study abroad experience. And also the fact that they're living abroad, living away from home, sharing a house with other people and who who are strangers but become friends, that makes the whole study abroad experience and that makes it complete and full. So I think most universities are pushing to get students back in. And as we've seen with the New South Wales pilot plan, that's going to come into effect, hopefully in December this year. So the country and the universities are very keen to get students back. So I definitely don't think that this whole study from home will be like a permanent thing, hopefully. But I guess even before the pandemic, some unis did offer like online courses for students that can't, for whatever reason, can't make it to the country to study abroad. So they study from their own home country and then get the degree from these um, universities. So I think that will probably still continue for those that can't study abroad, but definitely those who can will definitely make use of that opportunity because they've sort of been held back this past year and a half. And I'm sure a lot of people will be very keen to just get on that plane and go to a different country and study and live that experience. What do you think? Yes, no, I completely agree with you. Studying abroad has always has a major part, which is experience the culture in that country and experience the difference in lifestyle in that country. I feel like study from home will not stay a permanent way. It's more than probably some online courses, but then again, I couldn't imagine like a whole degree become an online courses for students because if they do that, then the university also limit 
their chance of getting international students in and you know it could affect other income like accommodations and also economy of the country as well so i feel like we're studying from home it continue for now but when uh, covid is um you know under control they would slowly get students back in and that's a good thing really for students because you want to be in the country you want to be you know going out there and experience the uh, different cultures and different lifestyle uh, is part of the package it's part of the studying a prop package so i think it's a good one actually for students mm, yeah and especially because the study abroad like the education sector in australia is so huge and australia generates a lot of income from that revenue stream and that generates so many jobs for people in australia too and there will be a flow on effect if international students aren't coming into the country anymore and i remember reading something about like how it's sort of like a competition between countries now to try and get international students back in because like you know all the big countries like us and uk like they receive a lot of international students and i guess it's now a race between who can open up their country quicker just to get more international students in because international students would really want to go abroad and study now and say if the the us opens up their border before australia then australia might lose some of its international students to that country so yeah i think because it's such a big sector i think it will definitely I think the Australian government will do anything within their means to try and encourage international students back in the country and go back to the way it was like say two years ago. That'd be good to go back to the prime, you know, the prime years of uh, international students are studying. I kind of miss that culture too, actually, because you know we we as our podcast also rely heavily on the international students market, and we hope to bring value to you but also we, we need students to be here to experience the culture and experience what we are saying in the podcast to you know to make it tick so yeah i'm really looking forward to it as for working from home it's kind of a different situation really right my take in it is it is highly that a large number of businesses will allow some sort of hybrid system where they let their employees work maybe like two days from home and three days in the office or vice versa, three days from home and two days in the office. Um, I feel like that happens because of two reasons. One is uh, business businesses can save costs in their operation running costs, either renting space, office space, or the utilities like electricity, water, gas costs. But also at the same time, the employees may demand that sort of system now because if the business doesn't allow that sort of system, that sort of flexibility, they may look for opportunities or employment elsewhere, you know, because there are a lot of companies at the moment offer that. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Like we definitely saw that change in trend. And I think working from home is definitely here to stay permanently. And even like say last year, when things were looking a little bit better in New South Wales, and we started going back into the office, I think was it July, August last year, at my previous work, they changed their policies as well. So they offered a hybrid system of two days in the office, or two days at home, depending on 
your manager and what you do. So you could negotiate with your manager. So they already offered that flexibility. And even before the pandemic started, we know like the big, very big companies like Google and stuff, they already offered that flexibility. And only now when the pandemic hit, all these other companies have had to jump on this trend. And I guess to keep up with that, they have to offer it now. And even when you look at job advertisements now, you can see that a lot of companies are advertising that they offer flexibility in in work from home or work in the office. And that's their competitive selling point now that they have to offer. Otherwise, employees are expecting that. And if they don't offer it, they'll just look for jobs for in other companies. As you mentioned, that companies can definitely save on rent and utilities. So they can definitely downscale their office and make people like hotspots. So no one has a fixed desk, but if you go in, you can just grab whatever free desk there is because yes. there's no point in having a desk for each person if no one's there mm. full time. You can just sort of share a desk. Yeah, and right. also the other thing was that the environmental impact of people working from home as well, because we're not commuting, we're not driving into the city, then that definitely has a positive impact on the environment too. And I wanted to share with you, I think I saw a photo of Ho Chi Minh City during the lockdown. And I think because everyone had to stay at home and no one was going out to the streets, the sky was like very blue and the sky is not always blue in Ho Chi Minh City because of oh, all the yeah. pollution. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was really fascinating to see and you definitely can see what, the impact is on the environment when millions of people are going out of their house each day and coming home every day when some people could do that from home. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel, yeah, that's a big plus as well. It's good for the environment, even in Australia now, because not many cars, Australia is a very big car country. It's like, you know, almost everyone got a car and we travel by car a lot. So to reduce uh, that much traffic in the street is a really good one because it, you know, it affects, you know, we, we always see blue sky, but uh, I don't know, just me recently, I feel like the, the air breathing outside is, is fresher and, you know, more refreshing. So I feel like that's done a good part as well. So we have talked about mm-hmm. the environment. Now just mention about the economy as well. I feel like for now, at least Australia's economy may suffer uh, as a lot of companies when then outsource departments and area of works that they did not consider outsourcing previously. And now with the working from home, that make it possible now. And this will reduce the number of employees and tax contribution to Australia in the short term. What is your take on that, Jen? Well, I hope that's not the case because then our jobs might be on the line if yeah. they can hire um, employees from different uh, from other countries, not in Australia. But I... I would think that they, because outsourcing has been a thing in the past already, like even before the pandemic, they have outsourced like, um, you know, what do you call them? Uh, Phone operators out to India and stuff like to cut down costs. But I think to retain talent in the country and to maintain the economy, then I think they wouldn't outsource everything. And obviously because people live in Australia and they need those people to be making money to spend it 
on the economy spend it going out yes. to restaurants to travel mm. so i think i mean some jobs would still need to remain in australia like how like as accountants or yes. civil engineer roles i think would definitely still remain in australia and i think organizations recognize the importance of employees being on site as well so as you as we did mention just now like there would probably be a hybrid sort of solution going forward so they would still want employees to be on site at least one or two days a week so just to maintain that social interaction and have that human real face-to-face interaction yeah a lot of a lot of the tasks like uh, that's on the other hand you still need employees good employees be uh, around because you want you know your employees to meet your client face-to-face not through a phone call or video call all the time and that's still the other point of, of my point as well is with the uh, COVID, right? International border closure. Um, a lot of the migrants um, workforce, you know, a lot of the migrant resources are reduced or minimized and, you know, or not at all. And that leads to the companies rely heavily more on the local workforce. So that's actually a good thing for local people and people who work in local companies um, they would be probably compensated more than what they are now because just the lack of resource from migrants from other countries coming in and that's a good thing for Australia because you know I feel like Australia could really improve the bit where they use their local workforce their local resources and not just outsource outsource everything Mm, yeah that's really a good point because we need a varied and diverse workforce in Australia and just to boost the economy. And we don't want money draining out of the country exactly. too. If, yeah, if they're hiring people from outside the country and they're spending the money outside, not in Australia. Yeah, well, uh, that's it. I, I guess uh, we, we cover pretty much uh, everything we want to talk about with working from home, even though we kind of enjoy it to a certain extent. We really hope that this, you know, this um, working from home, it, it could continue. But what I meant is we really hope, you know, the COVID system, I'm sorry, the COVID situation gets better and then people can get back to the, the normal way of working. And that also means the economy recover and international students can come in and, you know, bring that culture back. Yeah, like definitely want to get back to normality as soon as possible, but it's I guess there's always good things and bad things that come out of everything and I guess this pandemic has really pivoted all businesses and organizations to quickly adapt to all this working from home and even universities to adapt to teaching online and for students to study from home so uh, I guess everyone has went through like massive shifts in their lives and Mm. I guess we come out of it for the better and learn a lot from it so hopefully yeah, we we want to maybe do an episode on what the new trend of working is, uh, maybe in a year or so. Yeah, yeah. See absolutely. how it compared to now. Yeah, hopefully it's it's not still working from home like this. <laughs> hopefully, because last you know last year was kind of similar, and this year was the same. So yeah, hopefully it's going to be something different. Thanks for your listen. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening to us. And if you have any questions, uh, please follow us on our Instagram at the Koala Club Pod or um, our Facebook channel. You want to share our Facebook? Just search for us, the Koala Club Podcast on Facebook and 
like and follow for updates on new episodes. And we'd love to hear your comments or questions, anything you want to tell us about our podcast. We'd love to listen. So let us know. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, guys.